the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Michael Harrington in Washington More bad news for President Biden in the latest numbers from Real Clear Politics. Real Clear Politics is out with its summation of surveys on the president's job performance. The combined tally of several surveys over the past two weeks gives the president an approval rating of just 37.2% with 57.1% who disapprove. The grim numbers come at a time when there's a growing call inside the Democrat Party to nominate somebody other than President Biden to be the party's nominee in 2024. Bob Agner reporting. Russian Defense Ministry officials are insisting an airstrike on the port of Odessa less than a day after Russia and Ukraine signed an agreement on resuming grain shipments from there hit only military targets. The ministry claims that Saturday's attack destroyed a docked Ukrainian warship and a warehouse of anti-ship missiles. This is SRN News. Brandon Tatum knows what the police are going through. Policing in America is one of the most underappreciated professions, period. Because you're underappreciated, overworked, and they they over expect you to do stuff. Like there's an over expectation of policing. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at five on AM twelve eighty, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. See to get through the winters. God gave us a summer day like today. What a beautiful day. Mostly sunny, expected high around 80. I'm going to enjoy my afternoon walk here this afternoon. Hi, it's Marshall, and our website is am1280thepatriot.com. Check it out for our half-off deals, for our lineup, and for anything you need in information. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Good afternoon, conservative infidels. This is not Brad Carlson. This is not Mitch Burke. This is the president of the Minnesota Senate. Yes, Senator Dave Osmick sitting in today in the the esteemed Attila the Hun chair that is currently used by Mitch and by Brad. And I am here to uh, celebrate Politician Palooza Day. Uh, i got a lot of uh, crazy friends that are going to be calling in, talking about the issues of the day, uh, lots of things to discuss. Uh, I uh, normally at this point, uh, dur- during a normal Sunday, I'm on the way back from the cabin listening to Brad in my truck, uh, but uh, I had to stay in town and I called up. I said, hey, would you like to have somebody other than Mitch Berg? And God love Mitch. Never never say anything bad about about St. Saint, Saint Mitch of Berg. But uh, I thought, well, hey, maybe I could come in and do the show for him. And I couldn't pass up the pay. The pay is just too spectacular for me to pass up. Uh, plus, I've got all these friends that I can call upon, and they were willing. They're they're willing to come on and talk with me about the issues that they want to talk about of the day. Uh, but I did want to first, for this first segment, talk about something that all politicians like to talk about is themselves. Uh, I am not running for re-election, and there's a number of different reasons why I'm not. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Um, I have been in uh, politics now. 
an elected elected official going back to December of 2001 with no breaks. Uh, That's almost 22 years worth of continuous elective office. And uh, a lot of people will talk to me about term limits and what they believe, you know, should should we get rid of people after a certain length of time? My answer is the ballot box is always there. Uh, The the constituents will always catch up with you and tell you what they think of you. Uh, But after 22 years, uh, I had some options. I have some some business uh, options that I'm pursuing. Uh, You never know what's going to happen next year. I mean, did I think, you know, 20 years from now or 20 years ago when I was just this lowly city councilman in the city of Mound that I would uh, be the president of the Senate? Uh, Answer is no. I would have never thought that way. Uh, But you you, you sort of flow with, you you go with the flow and uh, God takes you. And I don't wear my Christianity on my sleeve very often, but God sets sets forth the table, and you take advantage or go in the directions that you feel you want to with your life. Uh, and I was able to uh, become a state senator along the way. I was able to uh, last year, this earlier this year, I assumed the position of president of the Senate. It's been a great run. Uh, but I'll tell you what, um, it's not so much dealing with liberals that bugs that's bugging me the most nowadays. What it is, is it's dealing with maybe people that are a little bit more to the right of where I am on the political scale. Now, that may be difficult to find. I am probably the, if not the most, conservative member in the Minnesota Senate. I am sure a few of my colleagues will disagree with you, uh, disagree with me. Heck, there might be a couple of them that might be on the air with me today that might disagree with me. Uh, I'm just looking at scorecards. I'm just looking at how how things are rated, and I'll, I'll just say I am very pro-life. I am very much a fiscal conservative. If you held a gun to my head, which one is more important? I guess I would say fiscal conservative because if you get, if you manage the money and keep money under control, you tend to keep out of a lot of trouble in St. Paul. But getting back to the people on the right, I mean, I've listened to the left for years, and they are currently trying to convince you on the left. And there are ones that that are in the state Senate right now that are trying to convince you that climate change and global warming, you know, that's all marketing because it used to be global warming. It's not global warming anymore. Now it's climate change, and we had another story in the Star Tribune today about the Crow River, who, which actually goes through my uh, right near my uh, my farm that uh, I'm currently rehabbing. One of my daughters lives out there right now, but um, th- this is a, a religion, a religion for the left, and I've listened to them for a long, long time, and polls show continuously that climate change is not important. And honestly, the the people who believe that climate change is the most important issue in the exist, existential issue, as the president President Biden says, they are simply spewing their religion. Because when you look at any poll, any poll that is reputable, let's pull out a new NBC poll, or just came out. NBC News poll came out from June twenty third to the twenty seventh. Number one issue facing America right now. What is it? Tick, 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 tick. What is it? Inflation, 33%. Next, gas prices, 15%. Next, the economy. That's number three, 9%. Next, everyday bills and groceries, etc. at 6%. Next, Abortion and reproductive rights at 5%. Yes, that's right. 95% of people don't think that that's the most important issue. Only 5%. Maybe we'll get into talking about that one today. Number three, I'm sorry, number uh, six on the the hit parade, guns, 3%. Healthcare costs, job security, unemployment. Those are the issues that people care about. It is never climate change. Why? Because the climate is going to change. That's not weather. That's just the fact of life. Because the carbon, and we'll probably talk about energy today, the carbon that gets into the atmosphere. Here we go. I'm getting all wound up already. The carbon that gets into the atmosphere is a problem. And conservatives like me don't want to put carbon in the atmosphere. However, there are so many uncontrolled 
ish, ish, uh, issues of carbon that goes into the atmosphere, you can't possibly ch- think you can change the planet and change the weather because you're not going to drive your car that day. Or you're going to do whatever you're going to do that makes you feel good. It's not going... You, you think you actually could change the climate? Have you ever flown across the United States and seen how much open space there are? By the way, trees take carbon out of the atmosphere. Trees need carbon dioxide in order to live. You know, get rid of all the carbon in the atmosphere. You probably have a problem there, too. But the simple fact of the matter is, it is not the number one issue. Okay, now let's go back to what I was originally talking about before I went on my current rant. Is you get the leftists that are they're continuously harping at you. And you're sitting there as a senator, and you have to, you know, you occasionally see the emails and and there are a couple of nasty phone calls. And I've gotten a little nippy and snippy about abortion recently, and I've got a few people that got a little snotty with me on that one. So you know what? I'm dealing, I could deal with that. Always have, always will. It's the ones on the right that are starting to become more problematic. I mean, we have members of the legislature who are homophobes. End of story, full stop. People don't want me to talk about this, but I will talk about these things. We have people who do not believe that people who are gay should have the same rights. Um, we can talk about gay marriage. I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Actually, I think there's lots of different ways we could have dealt with that. But the more more important point here is you have now radical right groups where conservatives like me ain't conservative enough for them. That if you don't tow every stupid idea that they have, including such idiotic ideas such as thou shalt not have omnibus bills. Well, good luck. You're never going to get anything done. I admit that we shouldn't have omnibus bills at the legislature as, as much as we currently do. But that's just the way of that's the way things work. Um, you, we should break them up into more manageable pieces and, and have those and not have omnibus bills come flying at you with 30 minutes to read them that might include things that might deal with, oh, I don't know, hemp. Maybe we'll get into talking about that one today. But, you know, th- this, these, these far, far radical right people that we've got standard good conservatives in the legislature working hard to make the state work. So, senators such as Paul Utke up, up north, great guy, thoughtful, knows, knows what he's talking about, has been in the legislature for six years, has has is is a leader in the health and human services area. We're going to have Senator Michelle Benson Benson on later on to talk about maybe some health and human services things. Um, but you know, we have Senator Eric Pratt, who's going to be on uh, at quarter to two uh, for fifteen minutes here today. He is he's on the he has the chair of the jobs committee in the Senate. Great guy. He knows how to work with. Yes, you do have to work with Democrats. Sorry if you don't think we're supposed to. The Democrat, there's a Democrat that is a governor. There's a Democrat House. You have to work with them unless you just want to shut everything down, which maybe that's what the goal of some of these people are. They just want to shoot government in the head and bury it in the backyard. Maybe that's what they want to do. But the simple fact of the matter is you're not going to win elections doing that. You aren't. And, oh, by the way, you, if you're listening here, and you're just going to sit at home during this election season and scratch your tummy and say, gee whiz, uh, I just don't like how things are going. I got news for you. The Republican Party can still lose in this state. They're, and we, we do a good job of it every once in a while. But we have to win elections. And for the people who are on the far, 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 far right, you start, you, you, I hope one day you realize how wrong you are. So after the break... We're going to be having Senator Scott, Jen- former Senator Scott Jensen. He is the Republican nominee for governor. We must have a new governor for so many different reasons. For so many different reasons. Uh, look, look at his current look at his current ads that are on TV. When when a governor is putting ads in Ju- July onto TV, sort of like Angie Craig, she's got ads up too right now. You, that's an indicator that they have polling information. Democrats don't do anything without having polls. 
They know what it is. They know what they're up against. And right now, they have polls showing Tim Walls is not just vulnerable, not just within the margin of error. It's that cl- If it's that close with current polling, that means if, if you're a governor that's under 50% and spiraling down, which I think the last number I saw it was like 47, 46, that is horrendously bad. You have name ID. You've been there for a long time. When you have those kind of, uh, bo- those kind of polling numbers, you have to spend money now and you have to buy votes. That's, that's another thing. Governor Tim Walls wants to buy your vote. He wants to send out these cockamamie checks to people. He wants to send all of this. He wants to send $1,000 per person. Here's the funny, there's the funny part with that one. Guess what? Most, a lot of people who are going to get these checks didn't actually contribute to making the checks, didn't contribute to the surplus that was going on. Didn't, Governor Tim Walls is just trying to, again, play games and do a double shuffle and try and get himself reelected. And he's going to use your tax dollars, boys and girls, your tax dollars to do it. That's what he wants to do. It's sad, but it's true. Uh, but coming up after the break, we've got uh, Senator, former Senator Scott Jensen. He is running a great campaign. I ran into him yesterday. My wife had LASIK surgery. Uh, and I just bumped into him with a parking lot in the morning, and he was on his way out on into the campaign trail. Um, glad he's out doing it. Certainly, I don't want to. <laughs> Again, then uh, there's a lot of things I didn't like about the job, and one of them was uh, raising money. Uh, that one sort of stunk. Uh, sometimes dealing with uh, uh, sign wars and campaign wars and that kind of stuff uh, were. You, you get used to it over a length of time, but sooner or later, it just becomes enough. And uh, I, that's not to say I won't have something in my future. You never know. And maybe Senator Jensen might have something to say about that. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Senator Dave Osmick sitting in. The president is at the helm. Next up, Senator Scott Jensen with his campaign update. Stay tuned. You, my love. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. 
Imagine what you would do if you had grown up thinking your grandfather was a war hero, and then you discovered he was actually a Nazi, responsible for the deaths of 8,000 Jews. That's the gut-wrenching true story of Sylvia Foti, who had been led to believe that her grandfather had been a hero, a martyr for Lithuanian independence in World War II. That story is retold in a compelling new book entitled Storm in the Land of Rain. Read Storm in the Land of Rain by Sylvia Foti, available from Amazon and wherever books are sold. Next week is the business benefactor for Jack's Basket. Since 2014, Jack's Basket has celebrated over 5,000 babies with Down syndrome. For details, go to jacksbasket.org and keep listening to this station to hear how you can help. AM 1280, The Patriot. Senator Dave Osmick, President of the Senate, sitting in. We have we have sent uh, Mr. Carlson is not here. He's been sent to some undisclosed location, probably someplace with a beach. And uh, we're here talking with uh, a lot of different politicians uh, that are coming in. Uh, this is sort of all my rowdy friends are here with me. Uh, so uh, first up on the list today is the Republican nominee for governor. Hopefully, the next governor for the state of Minnesota, and a guy who sat next to me for two years on the Senate floor and, and actually lived to tell the story and survived it. Senator Scott Jensen, how you doing? Excellent, Senator Osnick, and I loved your introduction. Actually, I should call you Senator President Osnick. <laughs> Something like that. We didn't play Hail to the Chief when I started today, but it was eh, I got close to doing it just to, just to have a little fun, so... Where are you today, and what are you up to? Well, actually, I got back from church. I, I really had a need this morning to just get away from everything, put the phone down, and, and just reflect and worship. And so then I came home, and obviously we have a lot of discussions going on, and we've submitted some 10-point plans on inflation and energy as well as public safety. And the issue of uh, abortion is uh, big out there, so I've been doing as much reading and as much listening as I can and quite frankly, uh, I, uh, I'm going to do a little campaigning this afternoon, but I'm going to take it a little bit easier today. Good, good. Can't you know? This is a long race, and I got involved for a little while, uh, you know, last cycle on governor, and uh, I know what it's like to go day after day after day. That sometimes you need to recharge the batteries, or then b- silly things start to happen. <laughs> you start to forget what day it might be, and that kind of stuff. So um, recently I read uh, about your 10-point plan on energy, and of course energy is one of those things that I am such a nerd uh, that energy is one of those things that gets me up in the morning. These are the things that actually concern me is how we produce energy, how are we going to do it in the future. You know, it's, you, know you and I, Senator Jensen, are conservatives. We don't want to put carbon in the atmosphere. We got that. But I was really uh, excited about your... Um, your uh your your points on energy especially the nuclear part because uh the the democrats seem to think that nuclear is suddenly you know, that chernobyl is just around the corner and three mile island was the biggest disaster of all time but uh your your energy plan i think is exactly what we need in minnesota well senator osmick you and uh Others in the Senate were my mentors in terms of energy. As a family doctor, certainly I paid attention. But serving that one term in the Senate and having a chance to hear you and Senator Senjum and Senator Coran and Senator Matthews speak to the issue of energy, it really did, if you will, pique my interest. And it's become such a huge issue now with two and a half years ago, the grid being incomplete in Texas, having our own challenges with the our own grid here in the Midwest, and then watching gas go up to five gallons a gallon and watching Governor Wallace seem to literally pander to whatever the political winds were saying. I told my team, I said, we've got to come out and lead on this issue. So I think people are stuck in the mindset of Chernobyl. And quite honestly, as a as a person who studied physics and chemistry and in the sciences all my life, I have often thought that as we move from fission to fusion, our answer is going to be there. And I think 
while we're still stuck in fission, we're getting closer and closer. We've got small modular reactors. We've got small cell reactors. There's so much we can do. And I, you know more about energy than I do by a long shot. But I think for someone to come out and say, let's lift the moratorium. Let's talk about it. Let's ask ourselves, do we really want to be shutting down our two, energy, uh, our two nuclear power plants in Minnesota when we are in desperate need of them? Let's ask ourselves a question. If on a good day, the most we can get out of solar and wind is not even 10% of our grid's needs. How in the world are we moving along this pathway? This isn't responsible leadership. This is just political pandering theater and virtue signaling. And so I just said, nuts to that. We're going to come out and we're going to talk about how we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the crisis that the California car mandate represents because it does. I think people don't realize that California has moved even further since Governor Wall said we were going to abide by their plan. They want to ban internal combustion engines. What does that mean in terms of yard equipment, farming equipment, as well as our cars? They come out now in 2025, they want us selling 35% of cars sold in Minnesota are supposed to be electric vehicles in literally two years. And we don't have charging stations to take care of them. It's an absolute joke. Well, it's not only that. It's also the raw materials you need. Senator Jensen, Scott Jensen is with us. Uh, the, the, the raw materials that are needed, and there was a, there was a in Washington, D.C., there was a legislative panel, I forget what committee it was, that listened to the mining of cadmium. And uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo uh, uh, provides approximately 70% of the cadmium, which is being mined with child labor. Shocking. You know, the liberals that you and I know, and we won't name any names, but liberals you you and I know, Scott, are exactly the ones who love these batteries and think that this is the best thing since sliced bread, when in reality it's it's cadmium being, being mined by child labor. Do they not have a conscience? And I think people need to realize also the northern range in Minnesota has been mining for more than a century. This urban, arrogant, know-it-all attitude that they know best, people who live on the land and in the area are going to be the most powerful advocates for handling the the resources they have in a responsible manner. I don't care if you're talking about farmers in western or southern Minnesota, if you're talking about miners in northern Minnesota, these people are absolutely committed to stewarding the land, being responsible. They can do it. We've got cadmium here. We should be utilizing it. The same people that are screaming bloody murder about child labor abuses in China and Congo on Tuesdays are the same ones on Thursdays saying, let's take all the cadmium from Congo because we don't want to mine up north. There's a disconnect there that's not intellectually honest. Exactly. And that goes back to nuclear that, you know, if you want to get rid of carbon emissions in the atmosphere, as someone once said, uh, if you want to, anybody who is against nuclear energy is not serious about decarbonization of the atmosphere. That's just a simple fact. And uh, the, we, I led a, a panel that went out to uh, Idaho Falls. The Legislative Energy Commission went out there and saw the new technologies. These modular nuclear technologies can be put on small pads, do not have the same uh, waste or, or, or spent fuel rods you have to deal with and are on the, that, that could be easily transportable. And on the iron range, we could get rid of the, the, the coal-fired power plants in the iron range, replace it with some modular nuclear in the next five or seven years, and that could actually make a change. Don't you think that that would be the right way to think forward, Senator Scott Jensen? I do. Uh, Dave, I think it's very much uh, where we should be talking. But because you, you're out in Idaho Falls and because of your uh, breath and knowledge, could you just take a moment and comment on two things? Because I think two sticking points for people are, well, what about the massive amount of nuclear waste? What are we going to do with that? I think that's one thing. And then I, I think this, the other thing is, can you speak to the issue of safety? Because I think people are locked into Chernobyl's always around the corner. And I, I think between the amount of waste and safety, I think if people knew what you knew, they'd be much more open to having a conversation about it. And I think we're even seeing Senator John Marty in some of his comments over the last few days acknowledge that, yeah, maybe things are changing a little bit. He made a couple of comments reading between the lines. I was a little surprised, but I think he's basically saying, okay, we can have a conversation. Yep, and we have a hard break that's coming up. And I want to answer those questions. The question is, what do you do 
with spent fuel rods, the nuclear waste that's left over, and what do you deal with? How do you deal with safety? Uh, I can. We're going to come back after the break. Senator Scott Jensen, governor's governor's candidate for the Republican Party, is with me. This is uh, Senator Dave Osmick hosting for Brad Carlson today on the Northern Alliance Radio Net- Network. And we will be right back. I'll have a chance to talk with uh, Senator Jensen about that and a few other issues that are hot topics. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Christmas in July might as well be after your newly installed high-efficiency air conditioner kicks on. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is offering an instant savings of $650 on an AC unit or ductless system. Don't spend one more day without air conditioning in this summer's intense heat. Take advantage of these cool instant savings of $650 off an air conditioner or ductless system. Cool off all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $73 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until July 31st. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, the closer version. Mr. Carlson is not here. This is State Senator Dave Osmick, President of the Senate. In today, with me is Senator Scott Jensen, who is running for governor. And before the break, uh, Senator Jensen threw at me a couple questions. What do we do with nuclear waste? 
And how, what do we, how do we deal with the safety issues? Well, first off, uh, I have been begging. This is the second trip we talked about before the break, the Idaho Falls trip. I have been begging Democrats to go with me on this legislative, uh, this is the second time we've done it in five years, go out to Idaho, Idaho Falls, see what they're doing. This is what your taxpayers, your, the, the tax, your taxes are paying for, is advancements in nuclear technology, and particularly with the fuels that are used, we use so much, the new fuels that are being used are so much different, and the designs of the reactors are so different. In some cases, reactors, smaller reactors, these modular reactors, actually can air-cool themselves in the case where there's a loss of power, or there's loss of water to keep the, keep the, the, the rods cool. Uh, but when it comes to the waste, the new technologies they're doing are almost to the point of being batteries, where you actually can ship them back to Idaho Falls for reprocessing, where right now we have to have the casks on site at uh, Prairie Island and, and, and in Monticello. The other one is about safety. If, you, if anybody thinks that Chernobyl or, uh, or uh, Fukushima can happen in Minnesota, they really are re- grasping for straw, Senator, John, Senator Scott Jensen. Uh, Chernobyl, if you watch the miniseries, was a was a communist uh, safety stupidity. I don't know how else to describe it. It was nothing more uh, more than human error. Who literally it tried to uh, tried to pass a test and intentionally try almost intentionally blew the thing up, and they were successful. By the way, Fukushima. Uh, last time I checked, uh, Minnesota doesn't have tidal waves. So for those of you who are all worried about those two scenarios and the designs on these reactors and the designs on these systems are so much more advanced than 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, uh, it's sort of like your car. Take a look at your car, Senator Scott Jensen. Take a look at your car. How was that 20 or 30 or 40 years ago? How is it different now? And now you understand technology has changed and we need to embrace technology as opposed to not embracing it. Senator Jensen? I think you're exactly right. And if, if we're not willing to embrace technology, then we need to be at least intellectually honest enough with our audience to let them know that uh, we're willing to take incredible risks uh, simply to satisfy our, our desire to pander uh, to certain virtue signaling uh, notions. And I think that's what's happening. I think that for some people it said, well, we can turn our air conditioner to 76 instead of 74. And someone else might say, well, we'll turn our furnace thermostat different as well. But there are people out there. You're talking about their very livelihood. You're talking about the potential of life and death. You're talking about the ability to raise food. But I have many patients that are absolutely dependent on a power source for their oxygen. And if they don't have a power source, their oxygen goes down. A rolling blackout isn't something that's, oh, wow, things might warm up in our house a little bit during that four-hour time frame. No, these people are worried about their very life and death. Our technology has been literally the, the thing that has allowed America to lead freedom. If we think that we can remain a free nation without really being free, we're crazy. I mean, if we're going to China and saying, gee, Mr. China, we don't have the wherewithal to create a supply chain that will take care of all of these green movement ideas we put in play, these things we put in play prematurely. If we think that we can go to them and somehow maintain freedom, we're, not, we're making a deal with the devil. And I think that's what frustrates me so much is that we definitely want to get as good an atmosphere as we can out there. But another concern I have, Senator Osnick, is that it's almost like people think that the atmosphere is this little chunk of space and air above us. And if we take care of it, we've done our duty. Well, that's not the way it is. The atmosphere is getting commingled within hours every day. It intermixes around the planet. So if we do X, Y, and Z, but you have other nations not having any serious commitment, we have driven China to burn more coal in 2021 than they otherwise would have because of some of the other policy movements our president has made. We literally lost all the gains of what we did in a green effort, 2019, 20, and 21. We, we literally pushed China to burn that much more coal, that much more carbon-emitting energy sources. And that's on us. So we've got to quit thinking so small. We've got to recognize, stand strong. We've got to be able to take care of America. And if we do that, then we can go to China and say, seriously, folks, 
wouldn't this behoove both of us if we really ramped up our program? And that's going to mean nuclear energy. Well, and then on top of that, uh, nuclear energy can be a source to provide what's uh, provide hydrogen. And what people don't understand about that is hydrogen can, is already being placed into your natural gas lines. You, that That's something that is already occurring. Hydrogen cracking is extremely energy intense. And nuclear power, when we're not using it because of renewables on the grid, you know, when the sun is, is, is shining and the wind is blowing, Senator Scott Jensen, the nuclear power it is not necessarily, because you have to have it either on or off. There's no real in-between. Uh, you can divert that power to cracking uh cracking hydrogen and storing it for use for other purposes. And I think our friends in Germany are finding out what happens when you shut down nuclear power plants, too. They're finding out, guess what, they have to start firing back up coal-fired power plants because they shut down nuclear and they know they made a mistake. I think you just filled in one of the missing links, Senator Osmick, that a lot of people don't understand. They think, well, gee, if we've got nuclear going and we can't shut it off, then it's just going to be on and we're going to have more energy than we need because we got sunny, windy days and this and that. And you just pointed to the real, you know, the, the real impact that could happen if we did the right thing here. And that's starting to store fuel in the form of hydrogen. Yes. It's tough to store fuel in hydrogen because it is energy demanding. But if we've got days where we don't need all the nuclear power, then we can push it into hydrogen. And now we really have, you know, we're really in the sweet spot. Yep. And it's just not energy policy for nuclear. I know we've been focusing on that. But, you know, we have to have fossil fuels for the foreseeable future. Anyone who believes that we're just going to have all electric cars anytime in the next 10 years or 20 years is just absolutely they're delusional. They're absolutely delusional. And the we finally got the Line 3 pipeline finished, but look look at the trouble we went through there, Senator Scott Jensen. We went through so much, so many hoops with the Public Utilities Commission and all these suits to simply have oil into the marketplace, which we need for any number of purposes, not just the car, our cars, but even the products we buy. We need that, don't we? We sure do. And one of the offensive things about that whole discussion for me in terms of line three was I don't think there was any effort made at all on the parts of many hard left liberals to explain to people that line three had nothing to do with mining. It was simply about trying to transport uh, oil and natural gas and that we have a line that was breaking down could only be used at 50% of its capacity was more than a half a century old. And this was trying to avert a potential environmental catastrophe. And the best way to ship oil and natural gas is pipelines versus putting it on trucks or rail. And the notion that we didn't all team up as policymakers and tell people, listen, this has nothing to do with what you think it has to do. This is simply about being responsible and taking care of our environment. It, it just blows me away that there wasn't a shared commitment saying, let's make sure people understand what we're talking about when we talk about line three. Oh, that's because it's a religion. Environmentalism has turned into the religion of the left. Um, you know, we, we need these types of all of the above policies. And last time I checked, I haven't heard the Walls administration say one good thing. Walls administration has been fighting against uh, lifting the nuclear moratorium, looking for, news, looking for better sources. We could be, with some additional nuclear, uh, nuclear on our grid, we could be an energy supplier for states, you know, states around us through the, the MISO network, as opposed to trying to convince ourselves in Minnesota that the, the sun and the wind are going to save us from, from, from climate change, and even, even though it's been provable that many of these fuels, many of these alternative fuels actually cause more carbon to go into the atmosphere than they save, Senator Scott Jensen. I think actually when you look at uh, the whole idea of what are we going to do with our solar panels when they wear out, you know, how many landfills are we going to have to create in order to put these things? Because these are not biodegradable. It's, it's an astonishing thing. And you can actually run the calculations and find that the energy we produce by solar, uh, when it's all said and done and you really carry the equation all, up, all the way out uh, to restoring the environment the way it was, it, we actually it would have been way better off burning uh, coal. But I think the other thing that troubles me, uh, Senator Osmick, is that I actually haven't heard 
Governor Walz say anything about our 10-point energy plan? I mean, has he come out and said, I absolutely refuse to lift the moratorium? Has he come out and said he's open to a conversation about it? It, it seems to me like he's literally dodging and weaving. He's, he, it's almost like he's taking a page from President Biden's playbook and thinking that if he just runs his campaign from the basement and just stays <laughs> hidden inside the wall, that he won't be held accountable. But Minnesotans want to have the kind of conversation you and I are having right now. Oh, my God. And, and look at his TV ads. I mean, I, I swear this, this guy is trying to remake himself. He's back to his one Minnesota gig. He's back to that gimmick again. And if he's not trying to tell us something that he's been against the whole time, now he's trying to send everybody $1,000 checks to try and buy their votes. I just don't get it. This is not leadership, Senator Jensen. This is not leadership. That's what I say. And don't forget that he came out in the last couple of days and reminded us that even though we might not necessarily I, uh, maybe conclude this, but he said, you know, I am a long-distance runner, so he's that too. So let's make sure we keep that in the playbook. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Senator Scott Jensen running for uh, the uh, running for governor. Can you give us the website and some connectivity so that we, uh, people that are listening can send you a check because we need people like you in, in our governor's office. Thank you, Senator Osmond. Yes, drscottjensen.com. It's D-R-S-C-O-T-T-J-E-N-S-E-N.com. Every one of our 10-point programs is there, including uh, a fitness or an exercise challenge by uh, Lieutenant Governor Candidate uh, Matt Burke. We're trying to encourage people to get their steps, shut their phone off for three hours a day on the weekends and just see how they go without it, those kinds of things. We definitely want to have a conversation with Minnesotans, and we want to be as transparent as possible so that when it comes time to vote, Minnesotans know exactly who they're voting for. Keep working hard, Scott. Keep working hard. Scott Jensen running for governor under the GOP ticket. This is Senator Dave Osmick on AM1280, The Patriot, sitting in for Brad Carlson on the closer edition of the NARN. We'll be right back with Senator Eric Pratt for a campaign update from him. Stay tuned. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As Patriot listeners know, scheduling a short meeting with me is the easiest way to receive installed bids from multiple contractors on siding, roofing, and windows. Many people ask, how can my three quotes help with storm damage, especially when most contractors don't even want to give quotes on insurance work? Well, I use the same free competitive bid process, whether it's storm damage or not. Many times, the quotes I provide will be less than the insurance settlement. But if the insurance company comes out too low, I can easily get them to adjust with the three quotes from well-respected local contractors. Also, I know my windows. Many storm-chasing companies skip over window damage because they just want the quick turnaround of roofing or siding. Let me inspect your windows and handle everything with insurance. You could end up enjoying brand new windows at no cost. Set up an appointment or contact me with any questions at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Are you looking for a new job or a career change? Then make plans now to participate in the Minneapolis Area Job Fair on July 25th. All participants will be able to connect live with area employers. 
The Minneapolis Area Job Fair is being held at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington July 25th from 10 a.m. to 12.30. Arrive early so you have plenty of time to connect with any one or all employers. The Minneapolis Area Job Fair, 10 to 12.30, Monday, July 25th at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington. Don't miss this opportunity to find your next job. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson is on assignment today. This is Senator Dave Osmick. Sitting in with him, or sitting in for him, we just got done with Senator Scott Jensen, and next up on Politician Palooza is a colleague of mine that uh, my in our first four years we uh, we were the cellar dwellers. We had the basement offices. Uh, he had a better corner office in the basement than I had, uh, but uh, we were the basement cellar dwellers. We had a lot of fun down there uh, because a lot of the lobbyists didn't know where we were. Senator Eric Pratt from, let's see, Prior Lake, right? Prior Lake, that's right, Dave. What's your new district look like? I haven't looked at the map down there. After I decided to, to join the Quitters Caucus, I sort of, didn't, I sort of started <laughs> ignoring the, the, where the lines are. What's your new district look like? You know, it doesn't look a whole lot different than the old district. Um, we have tremendous growth down here. We're the second fastest growing county in the state, uh, right behind Carver County. And so basically my new district is wholly enclosed within my old district that just kind of lopped off uh, the ends to help uh, to help lower my uh, population count. But I still have Shakopee. I still have Prior Lake. I still represent Jordan and uh, and some of the townships in between. And and it's still, the you know, it's an area I grew up in. So what you doing with your summer? We haven't talked. We haven't. I haven't seen you in a while. What are you doing with your summer? Are you just? You're not like me, which is sort of lounging around, sipping a pina colada every day. Uh, what What are you up to? Well, as you know, I'm uh, I'm in a primary fight down here in Scott County, and um, uh, so we're working hard every day. I mean, we've got social media going out. Uh, we're knocking a couple hundred doors uh, every day, uh, getting out and talking to talking to Scott County voters about how important it is to get out and vote on August 9th. Um, you know, if you want to have a say in who's going to be your candidate on the November ballot, this is the time to do it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, a, you know, my opponent's working hard, I'm working hard, and I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a close race. Senator Eric Pratt is with us from the South Metro area, Prior Lake area. Um, so what are the biggest issues that you're, fi- you're hearing at the door? Uh, what are, what are the things that are people, cause I, I've got poll information in front of me, but I'm sort of curious what you're hearing in Minnesota as far as what people at the door are thinking about. Well, the number one issue I hear is, is about the tax bill. Um, the fact that, um, we didn't get tax cuts done and, and, you know, I heard you in the last segment talking about, uh, the walls, the walls campaign ads on TV, taking credit for a lot of the things that we championed and we pushed and we did. Um, you know, we were the ones keeping small business open uh, during his, you know, his four shutdowns. Um, we were the ones pushing for middle class tax cuts. We were the ones pushing to eliminate the Social Security tax. I mean, we're only one of twelve states that taxes Social Security benefits. Those were all our ideas. Those are the things we pushed, and it's just interesting here, Governor, trying to take credit for those. Well, then he's but also trying explain. to buy votes too, because he wants to give a thousand dollar Walsy checks. They're not Jesse checks now. I call them the Walsy checks. <laughs> and you know, when you explain to people that you know what the difference between a rebate and or having more money in your pocket every month, you know, year after year, or wouldn't it be better if the if the state never collected the money so we had to give it back? That cost us money to send it back to you. What if we just never collected it and you had more money in your pocket every month for food, for groceries, or uh, for groceries, for gas, uh, for you know, for a little bit of savings? Um, you know, everything's going up, and and inflation is is the the piece that I hear. And we talk about the tax cut bill. We uh, we voted on an eight and a half billion dollar tax bill to give that money back to Minnesotans or never collect it from Minnesotans so we didn't have to get it back. 
Yeah, and seems to me, if my, my, my memory serves me correctly, at the beginning of this last legislative session, we, as the Senate Republicans, were trying to get that Social Security zero out, and we sent that bill out of the Senate with a pretty bipartisan vote, only to see it die in the, in the DFL House, and the governor suddenly didn't want anything to do with it until, of course, election time came. Exactly. Um, you know, we... We, you know, we were the ones that stopped a, a massive tax increase on our small businesses, and and that bill got hung up for 80 days because the House wouldn't take action on it. Uh, we accrued uh, about a hundred million dollars in excess interest on that debt that we owed the federal government, um, and and passed it well after the deadline, so that it just became a real mess. Um, but our small businesses that were forced to shut down now won't see a tax increase for the you know that would have lasted over ten years, and he's trying to take credit for that as well. And we drug him kicking and screaming to make that happen. <laughs> drug him kicking and screaming. So uh, everything looking good at the doors. I mean, I, I've seen signs go up in my neighborhood for for candidates. How are your what's yours looking like? Um, they're looking good. You know, um, we're getting calls every day for people who want signs. Um, you know, and and again, having grown up in the area, I know a lot of people and, and, you know, a lot of support out there. It's just it all depends on who shows up on on uh, Election Day. I mean, the primary is all about turnout. And I think if we have a good turnout, we're going to, you know, I'll be successful. And primary it, day it, is what day in August? It is August 9th and polls close by uh, 8 p.m. So everybody needs to make sure they're there and my guess is there won't be very long lines, so get in and vote and vote early. Well, consistently, it's about a 10% turnout for those types of things. Uh, the primaries are usually the ones that people don't seem to get involved with. So, Senator Eric Pratt, thanks a lot for being a, coming in. What's your website? So if people want to get a hold of you, what's, uh, where should they contact you? Yeah, the website is uh, ericprattmn.com, just all one word. Um, Eric with a C. I spell it the right way. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it's been it's been a, a long and busy summer, but it's it's been energizing. Um, you know, we've started the campaign earlier and, and uh, the reception's just been tremendous. So and uh, Dave, we're going to miss you in the Senate. Oh, there are days I know that, you know, once upon a time I used to have, well, I still do. I, I, I put candy out and I lure people in and I think you, I almost turned you into a diabetic eating, uh, eating <laughs> peanut M&Ms downstairs, uh, in the old, in the old Senate building. But uh, I do have a, I do have a taffy right now and the staff, uh, the staff really appreciate all the candy I give, but, uh, that's okay. You know what? As I've said, uh, when I, when I retired, uh, never think never is, is going to be never there you never know what's going to happen senator eric pratt thanks for stopping by really appreciate you and good luck in the primary have a great weekend talk yep. to you later see you later 1280 am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network the closer editions carlson is not here this is senator dave osmick and we will be right back after this break with michelle benson Equipping your college student to apply God's Word to everyday life and share Christ's good news is priceless. Ambassador College of Bible and Ministry is part of the half-off tuition program. For more info, go to ambassadorcollege.education. That's ambassadorcollege.education. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We're often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free. 
But we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation. So costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that rack shack attack, oh, rack shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue, oh. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.